And Jesus said to them, I came into this world for judgment for those who do not see might see and that those who do see might become blind. Good morning, Christian America. This is a pretty deep passage of scripture that we're going to talk about today. It's the third part of this three-part dialogue, understanding and going through Jesus's healing of the blind man, what takes place, what miracle Jesus performs, the response by the leadership, and what they do, and how the community responds, and in this section, what Jesus reveals to us about the frailty of human nature and our own limited understanding of who God is. Let's get into scripture today as we get ready to start our week. This is the gospel according to John chapter 9. We're going to start at verse 35 today. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort where we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across our nation. It's super, super important, folks, that we revitalize, we reinvigorate ourselves and our communities, our families, our marriages, our households, our neighborhoods with the spirit and the love of Christ. We do that by reaching out to one another, by loving one another, by being generous by taking our time, our talent, and our treasure and donating them to others, living out the principles that God tells us to by following the command, listening to what Jesus says, and then working our darndest, although we will fail, working our darndest for God's glory, following in his path, picking up our cross and carrying it, being a good neighbor and steward in your community, in your family, being a leader in all the good ways. So many people want to be leaders for all the bad reasons. We want to be leaders for all the good reasons, to build strong families and communities, ones that have focused themselves on Christ and work diligently every day to become just a little bit more Christ-like. And that's what we're doing here. That's what this podcast is about. That's what this uh, YouTube channels about. That's what the Christian American t-shirt company, christianamericantees.com is all about. It's about building a community of those who put Christ at the forefront of their lives and try to live in a righteous way. And we do that to you, uh, for you here this Monday through this podcast, going through scripture in order verbatim. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to show it to you. We're going to discuss what happened prior to this. And then we're going to discuss this scripture passage today, I'd ask you to turn your Bibles to the gospel according to John chapter 9. Uh, we're going to start at verse 35, but I would just want to give you some uh, context to what's going on here. If you haven't watched the last two episodes, the last two weeks of podcasts in the ninth chapter of, uh, of the gospel according to John, Jesus has healed a blind man. He had been blind since birth. The Followers of Jesus, the disciples asked Jesus, who sinned, this man who was born blind or his parents? Jesus' response was that neither had sinned, that this man was born blind so that the power of God might be visible through him, which should reorient our conception of the tragedies of life. Because what Jesus has shown us is that even though there are tragedies that take place, that at the same time, Jesus has a greater outlook, a more powerful outlook 
than, than we could ever have. And so he uses his power. He uses this man's affliction in order to show the power of God through his redeeming actions. And he heals the man. Once he heals the man, the man is elated as we would all be. Um, and the Pharisees, because he Jesus heals on a Sunday, or, or excuse me, heals on the Sabbath, the Pharisees come after Jesus. They want to know what's going on. Why is this guy breaking the, the law of the Sabbath? Why it, it, was he able to do this? Who is this person? And they question the blind man. First, they doubt that Jesus did things good for him. Very similar to when Jesus does good things for you, people will doubt that. Then they question him and they question his parents. They try to put pressure on the parents and the family to essentially denounce what Jesus did for him, to come up with some excuse as to why uh, what happened to him um, was, was wrong and what Jesus did was wrong. And so that's where we come to you today um, in, this, in this passage. So starting at verse 35, here's what takes place at the end of this, uh, this dialogue. So 35. It says, when Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, do you believe in the son of man? He answered and said, who is he, sir, that I may be, that I may believe in him. And Jesus said to him, you have seen him and the one speaking to you and the one speaking with you is he. And he said, I do believe Lord. And he worshiped him. Then Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment so that those who do not see might see and those who do see might become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this and said to him, surely we are not also blind, are we? And Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you are saying we see so your sin remains. So friends, what happens here is so deep. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but we must dive into it just a little bit to reform our thoughts on who we think that we are. Who do we think that we are, that we can conceptualize what God is? We didn't make God. God makes us. We don't control him. He controls us. The idea of this entire passage from the beginning of John 9 to the end of John 9 demonstrates the power that Jesus has and our own lack of understanding of the world in which God made. One, not knowing why these tragedies happen, Jesus explaining why those tragedies may or may not happen, then the frailty and the skepticism of our human nature takes shape as the Pharisees go and question people and try to denounce the good things that just happened. We see this in the world today. When good things take place, there is a world who tries to denounce those good things and try to turn what was good into sounding or seeming like something that was bad and then vice versa. And so they, the Pharisees run off this man who was healed. Once they, they run him off, Jesus comes to him at the beginning of this, of this passage. He finds him and he says, do you believe in the son of man? This blind man who's now healed doesn't know what Jesus is talking about. 
Who is this son of man? That's his response. Who is this, sir? So that I might believe in him. And Jesus said, you have seen him and he is the one talking to you, right? It's, it's him. And the blind man says, I do believe, Lord. So having been healed by the power of Jesus, having experienced Jesus in his life personally, in particular, leads this man, even though he didn't know who Jesus was before, he just knew that he healed him. He may have been a magician. He may have been uh, doing witchcraft. It, the blind man has no idea. He's never seen before. And so now that the man is healed, Jesus finds him and asks him if he believes in the son of man who created this miracle. He said, who is he? He says, and Jesus says, I am him. And immediately the blind man professes his belief in Jesus. Immediately he is, he is saved when he understands that this, that, that this man in front of him who has performed this wonderful deed on behalf of him, who cares for him, who looks after him, who has helped him in immense, innumerable ways from now until the rest of his life, he comes to believe. And then Jesus goes on and he says, I came into this world for judgment. So he's telling you he's judging based on the actions of those who have witnessed what he has done. The people who don't know, the people who are ignorant because they've never seen, they've never heard the word of God. He, he cuts them some slack. We see this numerous times in the gospel. But those who have witnessed his deeds and then fail to believe in him, he's got judgment. And so Jesus says, I came into this world for judgment so that those who do not see might see and those who see might be blind. So he uses this occasion, this occurrence of healing a blind man. And now he's literally and metaphorically speaking about why he came and how he came for the people who don't believe, the people who are blinded to the glory and the power and the might and the love of God so that they might see that. And those who think that they see it through the traditions of this ancient Jewish church and the hypocrisy of the Pharisees, they, they, they think that they found the love of God in their long robes and their long prayers and their wealth and their status and their prestige. They believe that these things that they've accumulated in society are proof of the power and the love of God. They're wrong. And Jesus tells them that by saying those who might see be blind, right? So he's reversing the roles. The what we think of God's might and glory and love for us is not these material items. It's not this tradition of hypocrisy and, and segregated communities. But it's Jesus. It's his love. It's his compassion. It's his, his direct involvement in our lives to physically help us see as well as spiritually help us see. And it's quite telling that the Pharisees' response right after that is surely 
we are not blind, are we? Again, this is where so many Christians get confused as so many people in scripture, these religious uh, hypocrites get so confused because what Jesus talks about is something on a higher plane. He's, he's living in the world of the spiritual. He is speaking of the world of, of the spiritual world and the love of God at a level that isn't whether or not your eyeballs can actually make out items in front of them being able to see, but to metaphorically see. This harkens back to the Garden of Eden right before the fall. God tells Adam and Eve not to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil because you will die. The serpent comes to Eve. What does he say? Surely you will not die. Similar phrases. Surely we are not also blind. Surely you will not die. Did Eve and Adam physically die? No. In the natural, in the world, in the literal sense, they didn't. In the literal sense, these Pharisees are not blind. They have eyes that work very well. They see, but spiritually, they do not see. Spiritually, they are blind, and Jesus is pointing that out. There's um, a real parallel message here from Genesis chapter 3 to John in chapter 9 on Jesus speaking, working, living, talking to us about our spiritual salvation, about our spiritual sight, vice the natural. And we always need to focus ourselves on the spiritual. We always need to focus ourselves on God's word. We live in the natural, but we have to focus our minds and our intentions on the supernatural, on the metaphysical, on God himself made flesh in the form of Jesus Christ. Friends, if you like messages like this, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to build the Christian community by delving into scripture, by bringing to you scripture unabated, without an agenda, other than to think about these issues that affect, that, that, are, that we are affected by today and how they are not new. This is a long history of human frailty and fallenness and unrighteousness that Jesus came to overcome, that scripture provides a path out of if we choose to follow it, if we choose to look at it, read it, study it, equate it to what's going on in our world and find the righteous path to live our lives together. That's what we're focused on. That, that's what we're trying to do. We don't ask for any donations. We just ask for your participation. Share, like, subscribe, and hit the notifications on all the uh, YouTube channel, on this YouTube channel, on the podcast, wherever it is, whatever platform that you're listening to this podcast. Follow us on all the social media platforms, Christian American Community, Christian American Revitalization Effort. Go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick yourself up some Christian American apparel. That way you can help others gain confidence when they see you out there living your righteous life, putting Christ first. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to come to you next Monday 
in the next chapter, chapter 10 in the gospel according to John. And until then, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.